Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. This is the Thrive Bites podcast, and welcome to season five. Here we talk about three things, plant-powered living, enhancing emotional resilience, and creating a thriving mindset. And I interview the most passionate guests here, ranging from physicians to coaches to dietitians to entrepreneurs. And my hope is to give you really informative and high-valued conversations. So please Follow us here on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, and wherever you hear your podcasts. Come on in, and I can't wait to see you inside. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and this episode, I am joined by my good friend, colleague, Dr. Matt Morris. Um, we met each other, you know, many, many years ago, and, uh, you know, I, you know, in the episode, I'll share, you know, how we met, um, but he's essentially originally from Oklahoma, and, uh, you know, he has a passion for helping people prevent, treat, and reverse, you know, disease, weight loss. He has a special interest in mental health, all tied together. And he has certifications in culinary medicine, obesity medicine, uh, medicine and diabetes prevention. And so, uh, you know, we have a great discussion about, you know, why he went down this path. And then he is showing us a, you know, little culinary demo. Uh, so you don't want to miss this. Please stay tuned. Okay, guys. Well, welcome to another episode of Thrive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Colin Zhu, and thank you so much for being here with us. You could have been anywhere in the world, and you decided to share your precious moments with us today, and I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So without further ado, um, I cannot wait to introduce you to our next guest. His name is Dr. Matt Morris, and originally he's from Oklahoma, um, he received his undergraduate degree from Oklahoma State University and his medical degree from the University of Oklahoma. And there he had attended the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics and where he completed his family medicine residency and an additional year in psychiatry. Um, he's actually always had a passion for helping um, individuals lose weight in order to prevent and reverse many of the common, most common medical conditions that we battle today. And that extra training, um, you know, has led him down the path of gaining additional degrees like culinary medicine, obesity medicine, and diabetes prevention. And so thereby, he opened Rudimentary Health in 2018 with enthusiasm for teaching others about the simple, rudimentary, yet powerful principles of weight loss that can lead to a sustainable long-term improvements in their overall health. So without further ado, please welcome Dr. Matt. Hey, what's going Hello. on, my friend? Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the introduction. Uh, I really appreciate it and uh, want to thank you uh, for having me and thank you everyone for, for watching today. Yeah, yeah. I am so, so thrilled. Um, not only are we colleagues, but you're also a dear friend. And, uh, you know, I, I love, um, I love the story, you know, of, you know, how sometimes in life where, you know, you and I, not just patients, you know, we've crisscrossed with cross paths with so many thousands upon thousands of people, right? And right. that's professionally, right? But also, and personally, you know, we've also encountered a lot of different people. And sometimes, I don't know about you, but sometimes when you go through life, you know, you have a spark, right? And not in a romantic sense, but like <laughs> in a spark where you have like a good feel, chemistry, vibe, connection with someone. And, you know, you fast forward, what, like four, 
four years, five years, and here you are, you know, you're on a podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, you're totally right. I I think uh, we both had that early excitement for, um, you know, some of the things with, you know, medicine and culinary medicine in particular, and what food can do for people. Um, and so it's been really great to, to stay in contact with you and see all that you're doing. And I'm always excited to, to follow you now actually getting to be here is, is uh, really exciting. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, we both studied at the Go Ring uh, Center for Culinary Medicine, and that was out of uh, Tulane University. Um, it was like right next to like a Whole Foods. It was really, really cool. And yeah. uh, we were there with so many different kinds of people just wanting to learn the skill sets of culinary medicine. And we're going to dive deeper uh, into that. But uh, yeah, that's how we started. And, you know, uh, at, you know, I was there in New Orleans and it was a great old, great old time. So we want to we want to learn more about you, Dr. Matt. And, uh, you know, when I have my guests come on, we take them f- from point A to point B. So kind of like, you know, your superhero origin story, if you will. <laughs> and sure, so yeah. I like, I like to start off the question, how did you get to where you are today? You know, you know, we read off, you know, your resume, you know, and uh, it's a really impressive, you know, uh, set of, uh, you know, certifications that you've, you know, uh, received. So how did you decide to get onto that path for yourself? No, thank you. It's uh, yeah, it's actually a great question. And uh, when I look back, it's it's kind of funny. It's not something that I necessarily planned one way or the other. Um, you know, I started off again. You said I was originally from a, a small town, uh, kind of a south central area of Oklahoma, Sulphur, Oklahoma. So shout out to uh, those in S town that may be listening. And um, my dad was a local veterinarian, and my mom was a dietitian. So I was fortunate to have a lot of um, kind of early on some kind of healthcare exposure there. Uh, we had friends that were physicians, um, you know, of our family and things from the town and, and a pharmacist as well that I, I was, uh, we were family friends with. And so, you know, I knew kind of early on, I was excited about something to do with, with healthcare and it wasn't necessarily being a physician at the time, but as I got older um, and uh, even junior high and high school, I started really getting interested in, in maybe the opportunity to become a, a physician um, and I was able to talk a couple of the local docs and let me shadow. So, um, I really appreciate that cause I, I didn't know anything. And so I kind of showed up and, and just got to follow them around a little bit. And, um, I always really was, you know, so excited that people would come in with some sort of, uh, healthcare issue or concern or, or maybe a problem. And, and, you know, the doctor and the patient would work together to try to kind of figure out what was going on and come up with this treatment plan. And I thought that was just great and, um, and really got excited about it. But then I always kind of in the back of my mind had this question of like, why, you know, why, why, I wonder what brought them here in the first place. You know, what happened that, you know, before they came to the doctor's office that they, that they had to come here. And so I, I always asked that question to the, to the doctors, you know, like, man, that person had, you know, this or that. And why, why do you think they had that? And, you know, they've got three patients in the waiting room and they're like, man, I'm sorry, we're going to talk about this later. You know, they're, they're busy. And so, uh, and, and I finally kind of had one uh, metaphor that I thought was good. It was uh, explained to me kind of like, you know, when, when you're, when you're essentially, when somebody's falling in a river and you're trying to save them from drowning, it's not the time to ask them like why they fell into the river. You know, it's like, you got to do the work. You got to take care of people at that moment. Um, but I was always so interested still uh, as to, you know, what's, what's leading to some of these issues. And so I uh, went on to undergraduate at uh, Oklahoma State and uh, go Cowboys, some Oklahoma State fan, and then uh, went to medical school at University of Oklahoma and uh, really enjoyed my time there. Um, you know, similar thing. I, I had a lot of great mentors, a lot of great teachers, 
and and continue to kind of ask that question. You know, why? Why are these Why are these people here? And what? You know, what's what's leading to this illness and the, these kind of things uh, in, in the U.S. Um, and and again, uh, it was great experience. Got to learn a lot about identifying you know diabetes and hypertension, cholesterol, and people have heart attacks and strokes. And, you know, even cancer. These kind of things. Um, but then I started again with that, like back in my mind, like, gosh, what's, what's going on? What's, what's leading to this? Um, and so again, kind of just really got interested in that started kind of asking those, those questions and started kind of doing my own research and things through medical school and, and getting linked up with some really great people, you know, started kind of recognizing some of those underlying things that could be leading to, to this disease. Um, and then interestingly, my second year, um, I actually had kind of my own experience that led to, um, really opening my eyes and, and kind of my understanding of the importance of mental health. Um, you know, I essentially, uh, we had what's called test blocks during that time. And it was like where you take every test in a one week block. Okay. And so, you know, you have weeks to two or three months sometimes of information that you're trying to get all prepared right there in that week that you can take all these tests. So, you know, I was typically studying a lot, a lot of hours, a lot of caffeine, um, and, and then I got a bright idea to start cutting out sleep. So I'd stay up later, get up earlier. And it got to the point where I was like, I don't, I don't know what happened. It was so bizarre, but I literally could not fall asleep. And I just got to this point, like, oh my gosh. And then it, it just compounded itself. It's like, I got to get to sleep because I got to study tomorrow. And then it is, you know, and then you get more anxious about, I can't sleep. And then it's just like this terrible circle. And so, you know, I'm, I'm like going through few days here, I can't sleep and I don't quite know what to do. And the test box coming up, I'm kind of getting these heart starting to race, you know, I feel tense. Uh, and, uh, while I'm sitting there studying my roommate, who's a great friend of mine, still a great friend, um, you know, president of the class, a guy also from a rural town, Oklahoma, you know, played sports all through high school, kind of this kind of a rugged guy sits down and he says, uh, man, I've been going to this counselor here lately. It's been great. You know, I'm like, what, you know, I, I did. It's funny. I mean, this sounds ridiculous now, but at the time, I didn't know anyone that had been to a counselor. Um, mm. I don't think I knew anyone personally, really, um, other than patients, you know, that had, uh, you know, any type of anxiety or depression or any of these kind of things. Mm. Um, and he started talking to me about it. Well, then I, I thought, okay, that's kind of interesting. So went to another friend of mine, kind of talked, man, I'm having this hard time sleeping. And uh, he's like, oh, man, you should see this counselor. I've been going for six months. <laughs> I'm like, what? what? How come I'm the only one that doesn't know about this? Uh, and so anyway, I, I, I said, shoot, I'm going to look into this a little bit more. And I, you know, we had a great counsel, a great group of psychologists there at the med school. So I go to the department and I'm kind of keep my head down, essentially like, you know, the sunglasses and, and hat on, but, you know, God, I'm the only person having this problem. Um, and, you know, walk into the department and there's a, not kidding you, a line of my, my fellow students lined up to see the psychologist, including our, um, our number two ranked student in our class who everyone mm -hmm. respects. And she's very smart. Um, I thought, wow, this is, this is great. Uh, this is, you know, this isn't just me. So I, I was, I was forced looking back now, obviously I was having, you know, some insomnia, some symptoms of anxiety. Mine was related to an acute stressor at that moment. I was able to get through it and things turned out, turned out just fine, but it, it really opened my eyes to the mental health piece of our overall mm -hmm. well-being. And if we don't take care of ourselves from that piece, it's very difficult for, for the rest of our health as well. Mm -hmm. I know that's a little off topic from what from what we've we're you know kind of talking about earlier, but um, but then going going further, I recognize man the the food is so important, you know, um, mm -hmm. and and that staying physically active is is so important. Um, 
in the food in particular, I, I took a big interest in. And, um, you know, as I went on uh, to residency, I did family medicine because um, I really wanted to have that time to spend with with patients and, and get to kind of talk about what's going on. Um, really wanted to, uh, uh, and I did additional year psychiatry because I really recognized the, the mental health aspects of that as well. They were really important. Um, and then so, you know, it's kind of funny. I got our residency, went to uh, kind of a primary practice and uh, in a clinical setting, worked in a nursing home. And um, I loved it. I love the patients. I love the medicine. But I found myself in the same situation as those original doctors that I was working with 20 years before back in high school, where uh-huh. I'm like, God, I'm still not getting to talk to these patients about how important, you know, the nutrition, the mental health, yeah. the, uh, the staying active. You know, I found, I was like, wow, this is so interesting. It's like, here I am. That was my passion is to make sure I was able to communicate that. And while I felt like I was doing the best I could, it's just like the volume of patients and, and things, the setting mm-hmm. just made it very difficult. So then that's where I really got so excited about, I got to, we got to find a way to make this work. Cause the dad is out there, as you know, I don't have to talk, you know, you're, it sounds like your audience is pretty, pretty well versed on all this as well. But I mean, I it just, you know, for people that just tune in or just found us, you know, maybe you want to give them a refresher. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's a lot of great data out there. Um, and I focus particularly on uh, Mediterranean diet, although that's not the only option. I mean, there's other things out there, Dean Ornish diet, some of these other things that, that can be really beneficial as well. Um, you know, but the Mediterranean in particular, is uh, uh, the one the one study I really like, and I'll just kind of briefly talk about, it includes a nine-point system. And it essentially says if you're able to get seven points, you're going to reduce your chance of heart disease, um, stroke, uh, cancer, and what's called all-cause mortality, which is essentially dying from a medical disease, can de- decrease all that by 25% or greater. Um, and those points are, and sorry to get too technical, but you know, vegetables, uh, fruits and nuts is a point. It, just trying to get these things in each day. Um, legumes, uh, whole grains, healthy fats, not too much meat, not too much dairy. And it's less than four ounces per day of meat, uh, less than seven ounces of dairy. And then trying to get fish or seafood. And then for those that are 21 and older, um, uh, one alcoholic beverage for women, one to two for men. Um, and then I think I said whole grains as well, but, um, anyway, really basic stuff. Lots of times we've heard that kind of thing before. Um, but, but anyway, I got, I got excited about that. I got you know excited about the mental health piece. I got excited about the, the physical activity. And uh, went on to do the culinary medicine, like you talked about, the mm-hmm. um, uh, obesity medicine training and then some diabetes prevention training and opened up rudimentary health uh, in 2018 and was lucky to connect with you and, and a lot of other you know, great people. I think this is kind of the, the future of healthcare in a lot of ways. And so, um, yeah. so anyway, that's a very long answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're good. Um, yeah. So there's a lot to, lot to talk about, you know, within what you did. And I'm glad that, you know, you were able to kind of traverse, you know, the medical educational slash training route, like we've all done. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and similar to, you know, where I talked to my colleagues, you know, in similar spaces of, you know, using lifestyle medicine as one of our primary, you know, approaches where, you know, you don't get enough education, you similar yeah. to you, you look at all these different patients and, you know, they're always, no matter what they come in with, whether it's low back pain or just a simple cough, there's always some sort of risk factor attached to them that can be modifiable, treat, very treatable, uh, treatable with li- uh, lifestyle and, uh, 
um, and reversible in a lot in, in some cases, right? And so you're left, you know, similarly like you, you're left at a position where like, hmm, I feel like we can do more than this. How come not more is done? And you yeah. know, someone's got to do it. It's one of those where like I can't wait for someone to do it. I got to take it upon myself to be able to gather the tools and education to you know, um, you know, be able to help out my patients because the patient doesn't want to wait. You know what I'm right. saying? And people are dying yeah. every day. I think I, you know, read, um, you know, just recently the International Federation of Diabetes, you know, they, they say that every five seconds people die from, you know, diabetes, you know? So it's a very, um, it's a very urgent, you know, thing that we need to do. Um, so, you know, going back to like a little bit about briefly about like pathophysiology, and that's something that we get like really hammered on. Can you, you know, share with the audiences, like, you know, from all the people that you, you know, were sick, uh, have seen, you know, sick, and you're just scratching your head, how come, you know, we can't get to the cause of it? What have you, you know, in like maybe two or three sentences, what can you say about like, why do these people get sick? Why do they, you know, wh what do they all share, you know, is another way of framing the question. Um, you know, in terms of how they got to, you know, diabetes and heart disease and, you know, all these different things, you know, like, is, is there something, is there a common denominator to all this? Yeah, no, that's a, that's, that's a great question. It's an exciting question. I, I'll do my best two or three sentences. That's going to be the hardest part of answering this. Uh, you know, you're right. It's, it, it's really exciting. I, you know, when I first started seeing these diseases, I, you know, I'd see someone that would come in with diabetes, high blood pressure, hypertension, obstructive sciatica, joint pain, et cetera. I kind of thought it was like these different dots almost on the page that maybe didn't connect. And as I continued kind of with the learning, et cetera, I'm sure as you have, um, you start to see that these come together almost like branches on a tree to the, to the trunk. And then if you really get down to it, the roots. Um, and so I think about what are the roots of our health? Uh, what kind of things can we do to make those roots truly have um, the, the, you know, the best opportunity for people to be as healthy and have the healthiest branches, uh, as possible. And, and I really did, I, I know I've said kind of before already, the, the principles I find are the nutrition, uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, you know, the, the types of fats that we take in the types of, um, uh, pro-inflammatory type foods that we might have from refined grains, sugars, et cetera. Um, you know, but, but, I don't just want to talk about the things to avoid with people or like, you know, cause I guess kind of tough too. I like to talk about the, the quality of the foods you can bring into your life um, and how exciting that is. Um, the other thing is the uh, you know, I do a lot with um, kind of mindfulness type therapy. And so, uh, so I find that to be really exciting. And, and mm. there's some studies actually that mindfulness can actually improve your telomerase activity Mm -hmm. Um, which for those who don't know, telomerase is an enzyme that essentially protects your DNA and keeps your DNA from kind of like, it's like the, um, you know, your shoelace at the end, uh, that plastic piece that holds your shoelace together over time, as we get older, that starts to fray. Well, telomerase essentially holds that together, can uh, keeps our DNA intact and prevents aging. So it's kind of like an anti-aging enzyme. Anyway, mindfulness by that <laughs> has actually been shown to uh to improve our telomerase activity which just blows my mind it's so yeah you know, it's so exciting uh, and, and, uh, and i love it i love it i mean yeah. because it, and mindfulness is is amazing and mindfulness is like you know you see those um you know kind of um conveyed through you know meditation uh yoga practices yeah. you know just 
um, you know, breath work, you know, um, so many different applications. And, you know, exactly. we talk about, I like how, you know, you took it upon yourself to, you know, spend another year of psychiatry. And I'm sure it was very illuminating um, from the past three years of the pandemic. Whereas, you know, the yeah. mental health piece has you know, been brought up to the surface, you know, for, um, you know, if anyone didn't recognize it before, you know, it's like, it's definitely here, you know, it's here to stay. Absolutely. And so, and we, you know, started to learn a lot about how gut health relates to brain health, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's very exciting. Um, you know, what applications, um, you know, have besides food, we'll come back to food later, but in terms of the mindfulness piece, um, what kinds of applications have you, uh, been able to employ with your patients? So, yeah, you mean applications, you mean like kind of what do we do or like, yeah, really? yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, really, we just keep it really basic, really simple. Um, and we go through um, every time we come together, we go through just a very simple practice of essentially um, what we do is kind of go through each sense. And so we'll kind of set together and we'll just close our eyes and we'll think about, OK, what can I hear around me? What can I see through my eyes, my, even through your eyelids, if your eyes are closed? What can I smell? Um, you know, what kind of things do I taste in my mouth? And then you get to the next step, which is, uh, what kind of thoughts am I having? Can I recognize any thoughts that I'm having? And, and that, that is such a mild thing. I know it seems so, um, so minuscule, but being able to recognize that we are actually having thoughts is just a, uh, can be a game changer. And it gives you just a mm -hmm. little bit of space from these thoughts. Suddenly they become more like clouds in the sky that you can observe around you. And then you can kind of select how you want to engage with those thoughts because some thoughts are just repetitive and just essentially mm. a waste of our brain space, to be honest. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm -hmm. I don't need my brain constantly telling me, you know, something that somebody said about you in third grade. Like, like that doesn't mean <laughs> really good. You know? so, so as you like, as you pull these out, you're able to look at that and be like, okay, that, okay. I don't really need to respond to that one as much. And then this one over here, okay, this is maybe important. You know, so, so we do that. And especially when it comes to, weight loss it's important because you can drive down the road and actually one of my pa my patients teach me way more than i teach them so um you know one patient told me okay i, I started recognizing that when i would see the sign for um i think it was caribou what well, made me want like this chocolate mocha or whatever but yeah. when i was on the other side of town i saw starbucks and that made me want the chocolate croissant or what you know and so like and she recognized these emblems these things would trigger a thought and and she had the next thought would be, well, I'm on this side of town. I should just get it while I'm here. But then she realized my brain tells me when I'm on this side of town, the same thing. Oh, I'm on this side of town. I should have this while I'm here. Um, yeah. Anyway, her recognizing this small thought, being able to observe it, you know, sense it, feel it, and then make the decision whether or not to act on it. What was a big mm. shift for her? Um, and that's just one example. I, it's very simple, but but those kind of things I think can be very helpful for overall stress and and weight loss. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, I've had a lot of uh, mindfulness experts, you know, come on the show as well. And oh, great. Yeah. And essentially, if, you know, for those of the audience who haven't heard of it yet or haven't really dipped their toes in it yet, it's really just practicing um, being in the space of observation and being in the present moment, you know, and I love your analogy about the clouds, you know, clouds is something that we can all relate to and clouds is, you know, just basically it's there, you know, and you know that it's not there forever. 
And but it's there to make a certain impression. And like you said, it's like, what do you do, you know, with how you inter, you know, interact or engage with that cloud? You know, do you get angry at it? Do you, you know, like, do you beat yourself up for it? You know, do you give into it? Or do you just kind of, you know, be a passerby and, you know, a quiet, you know, uh, observer and just, you know, let it drift away, you know? Um, But yeah, that, that's totally off topic, but in in essence it's actually not right. Because I can see how these applications could be for mindful eating. And especially for a country like ourselves, where we're always on a go, go, go. It's great to be able to have these practices of just slowing down, pausing, reflecting, observing, and just seeing where it goes, right? It's just, it's going to drift away eventually. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right. I I like how you said it's off topic, but it's not because it's so hard to separate all these things out. You know, like you, you think, why are we talking about this if we're going to talk about diabetes? But it's just, there's, again, it's like that tree. Yeah. The root is, is linked to the leaf and it's, you know, there's a connection there that's really hard in reality to, to break, break the connection. It's there. Yeah. 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 And especially I think, you know, the pandemic has really shown us that even something you cannot see, like a a virus, right, has had Mm -hmm. such a global impact. And mental health, like you can't see, you know, mental health, you know, I'm saying like you could, you know, you see actions, you see display of behavior, you know, like you can't see thoughts, right. So Mm -hmm. that is tricky, you know, for some people that are not used to connecting the emotional self with the mental self with the physical self, you know, obviously, the physical self, we can, you know, have all of our fine uh, five senses engage with. So anyway, we can go, you know, go down more and more. Uh, let's go back to culinary medicine. And I know that you prepared a demo for us, but for those, um, you know, I love the fact that we both went to the Gold Ring, Singer, uh, Gold Ring Center for Culinary Medicine. And for those of you that don't know what it is, um, it's basically the first uh, center um, uh, that uh, has created a space for the lay public, as well as uh, healthcare professionals to be able to learn culinary skills. And I believe, correct me if I'm not wrong, the first teaching kitchen out of a medical school in Tulane University. And and I'm very happy to hear like it's been more evolved since then, right? There's been so many right. different iterations over the, over the country. But can you define for our audience, you know, what is culinary medicine and how has its applications helped your patients so far? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, essentially culinary medicine is treating uh, food as medicine. And, um, you know, Dr. Tim Harlan was kind of the, the founder of this. And, and just as he talks about, um, you know, I have no, no problem. In, and I prescribe medications all the time for, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, et cetera. Um, but again, kind of getting back to the underlying principles, you know, can we um, also use food as a medicine to treat these kind of things? And it's been proven, fortunately, time and again, that, uh, that yes, it works. It's, it's effective. Um, the food can help, you know, address these kind of issues. And so that's, that's really what culinary medicine, uh, is about is being able to, um, pull in these kind of foods that are really simple. Um, oftentimes it's, I mean, like, like I said, kind of when you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, okay. I, I kind of know that. Um, but then really giving you the, the skills and the ability to actually take those foods and create something delicious for yourself and your family. Um, and the way it's helped, helped 
my patience and my, I think, you know, myself is, um, one is just so much fun. I mean, there's, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like, uh, having patients come in, we do uh, individual and small groups and, and there's just nothing like, um, coming in and, you know, not just saying, uh, Hey, go up uh, 25 milligrams on your hydrochloric We'll go up on your symphostatin and, uh, here's three refills. Good luck. I'll see you in three months. You know, we don't do any of that. It's, uh, it's like, Hey, let's come in. Let's, uh, let's go through, let's talk about some food. Um, you know, here's a recipe that we're going to do today. And, uh, you know, here's the foods that it contains, why these are important. And, and, uh, and I hope you love it. I hope it's delicious. And the, and the, I think the most fun thing for me is when people say things like, oh man, I hate whatever it is they were cooking that mm-hmm. day. Like, I love that because uh, <laughs> I've tried these recipes over and over, unfortunately at this point, and they, they are surprisingly delicious. And I had the same kind of thoughts about, about some of these kind of things too. Um, but we do, we take, we take these ingredients, we make it. And then people are like, oh my gosh, this is great. You know? And then, and so that's, for me, there's nothing more fun than that. And it's even better when they can take it home uh, and their families enjoy it too. And all of a sudden they're, you know, they're like cooking these meals that, that they really never thought that they would ever cook before. So hopefully yeah, that kind of yeah. it up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love it. Um, so what are we uh, going to be cooking uh, today? So today I've got, um, you know, there's, there's a few different options, but I went ahead and went with, uh, I, I personally love tacos. And so this is going to be a black bean uh, veggie tacos with corn tortillas and a little bit of avocado on top. So um, I hope it's something, it's something very simple, delicious, beautiful, and uh, something I hope that everyone will enjoy. Okay. Okay. Excellent. Awesome. And we'll, uh, we'll go next to the demo. Hey guys, we're going to be taking a short break, but don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey guys, if you are interested in having a consultation with me and actually see me one-on-one, um, the Chef Doc Lifestyle Medicine uh, practice has partnered with Plant-Based Telehealth and uh, we offer uh, lifestyle medicine consultations. So you'll be able to see me one-on-one and uh, I can go over your health history and seeing what we can do to fill in the gaps. Uh, We can talk about your physical health, anything from food to lifestyle to diet to setting up your kitchen to cooking preparation to grocery shopping to your mental health. Um, I think it's important that we build our emotional resilience to talking about your sleep and how to stay hydrated and what are the best uh, medicines if necessary, what are the best supplementations if necessary. And we do all this in a very concise manner and it's a conversation. I take the time out to listen. I take the time out to really understand you from the ground up and to look at all aspects um, of your physical, emotional, and mental health. And um, please, you know, uh, drop me a line, schedule an appointment if you want to see me one-on-one. And um, I am very, very looking forward to learning more about you. And again, thank you so much for visiting uh, here uh, at The Chef Doc. Welcome back to Thrive Bites. Let's get back to the interview. Okay, so uh, as we talked about, we'll do a uh, black bean veggie taco here. And you can see um, these are just really simple ingredients that, uh, that I actually picked up just this morning at the grocery store. Um, I shouldn't say um, me. It is also my wife. She helped me. So um, we've got uh, some vegetables here with our bell pepper. We've got onions. We've got some black beans. 
Um, we've got corn tortillas, which are a whole grain, um, and then just a couple of different tomatoes, um, some oils, vinegar, that kind of thing. So let's go ahead and get started, and we'll uh, we'll kind of just talk about it as we go along. So first off, obviously getting the pan nice and hot, get that going. While that's heating up, I'm going to go ahead and do about a cup of corn. So if you have like a medium cob of corn, um, that's going to give you roughly a cup of kernels. So let's go ahead and just get that going here. This will make a mess, but that's uh, that's part of the fun. So kind of move through this without chopping my finger off. Oh, and I don't think you were at the session where I actually did chop one of my finger, the tip of my finger off one time. It's pretty exciting so <laughs> i think i think all all you know budding cooks and uh chefs and stuff i've cut off something you know somewhere yeah, along their career point. that's what they told me luckily the other chef came over and he had a bunch of band-aids on his hand so he said i wasn't alone i wasn't the first one to ever do that so the feeling did eventually come back thankfully um, so i'm put the corn on here and you can just kind of see again pretty pretty simple about a cup of corn we're going to put that right into our pan Put about a tablespoon of your olive oil. And I know you're in California there, so this is California olive oil I'm trying to support. This is actually uh, a very good olive oil, actually. It's been it's a, it's a high quality one, so I really, really like that one. Just kind of make sure that that olive oil swirls around your pan. So once you see that oil swirling around, you know it's nice and hot. We're gonna go ahead and just get this corn right into the pan here, so. We just want to let that simmer and start to brown a little bit. And while that's happening, we'll go ahead and get our bell pepper sliced. We're going to do about a half of one bell pepper. You see here, we're just going to take this. Let me just move this out of the way. And take this and just slice off a couple of pieces here. And we're going to dice that up. Again, trying to keep the fingers intact. Come here, make this smaller dices. And uh, as you're doing that, and and um, you know, can you uh, share with the audience like your space that you're working in? Um, you know, we we're talking a little bit off camera, and uh, it's a space where you're inviting patients to come along and cook with you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let me show you that real quick. Yeah, this is uh. So when I'm doing my uh, cooking classes with patients, we all come and we kind of work here together. And I've got the lights and things set up right now for our. Um, for our cooking session, but if you can see, let me see if I can just kind of show this here. You can see here, this is our, our kitchen that we work together in. And then we've got a space over here. We've got a little kind of workout space where we do physical activity exercises. And this is kind of our front section here where we set and, um, you know, do the basic physical and history and your kind of, your kind of normal clinical stuff. Hopefully that, that showed okay. Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, keep it keep it pretty 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 simple space overall, but uh, works really well for for having you know individual small groups in here. I um, wish every doctor had that. <laughs> I know, I know. I think in the future, I, I do. I think in the future, every doctor's office will have a kitchen in it. I think it's just inevitable. Um, I think it's that important. So yes. again, the, the work you're doing, I think, helps to uh, you know show the importance of this kind of stuff, and, and hopefully we won't we won't see a doctor's office that doesn't have a. Uh, uh, kitchen in it at some point in the future. So yes, yes, amen and to that. I also like to say that uh, eventually doctors and chefs will work together, similar to um, uh, doctors and nurses. And I think you know, someday maybe we'll even see a nursing chef combined program, which would be really cool. So 
that so we'll just get our bell pepper right in here as well. You can hear the corn kind of starting to sizzle and pop. Let me just kind of show this to you and what that looks like. See those beautiful colors coming in there? You can see the corn. Corn starting to get nice and brown. All right, now we just uh, can take a couple of our garlic cloves here. So we got two garlic cloves. I'm going to cut those up. I'm going to get those ready. And we've got just a couple of our green onions, okay? We're just going to kind of separate out the white from the green. Cut those roots off. Put that right there. And then our whites, we're just going to go ahead and chop these up and put them right in the pan. So let's get those in the pan right now. Starting to smell good. I wish I had some smell of vision I could show you, but uh, but not taking a word for it. And then this other part we're going to save till right at the end to throw the green on top. I'll go ahead and put that into our plate here, our garlic. And then the last thing we're going to chop up is just a little bit of cilantro, about one tablespoon. And then we're going to get some greens and chop those up as well. We're going to put that right on top of the tacos. Okay, cool. You kind of see, you know, doesn't, doesn't take much time. We've kind of got everything already prepped and ready to go. We've got our corn and our bell peppers again. Those are starting to kind of brown up and get uh, nice and sauteed. We're going to go ahead and put in our onions. This can be our, our garlic. Um, and then some of that white portion of our onions, we're going to put that in as well. And then we're going to add in just a couple of different things. So a little bit of vinegar, about one tablespoon of white vinegar. About one teaspoon of salt. I'm sorry, take that back. That's that's one-fourth teaspoon of salt. One-fourth teaspoon of salt. So not very much salt. <laughs> Big difference. Um, we got about one teaspoon here of honey just to add a little bit of sweetness. All right. And then we're going to add one cup of diced tomatoes. Again, nothing wrong with adding things right out of the can. If you've got, you know, good stuff that you can get in a can, um, just makes life a little bit easier. So this works really well here. Just one, one cup of diced tomatoes. We'll get that in there. All right. And then basically we're, let me mix this up a little bit and show you what we got. We're just pretty much letting that simmer down a little bit, kind of mix together, get those flavors together. Flip it around a little. And that's pretty much all there is to it. Um, while that's going, I'm going to go ahead and toast our corn tortillas. This could be an exciting part here. I'm going to see if I can just bring this over. Maybe I can show you this just a little bit better. If you have a, um, uh, sorry, I got my light in the background here. If you do have a uh, gas burner, it makes it really easy to toast your tortillas. If you have an electric one, you can do that as well. Just be ready to clean off that electric burner there a little bit. But I'm going to go ahead and try to lay this down, and this might be the most exciting part of the 
the whole episode is watching me burn my fingers. But, <laughs> but uh, just kind of put that over the burner there. That toast a little bit on each side. Doesn't take much. Try to get it warmed up, a little bit of color. Throw that on top of the plate. And get one more. You kind of see how that's coming together as well. That relish looking really good there. See if we can get just a little bit of char on these tortillas. I'm gonna lay down one more just for this is just a bonus here. Okay, there you go. All right, got a little bit of char on there. Let's throw those down. Now you can see how this relish is coming together. Now the last thing that this needs, uh, it needs just a little bit of cilantro and it's gonna need just a little bit of kick to it. So a little bit of lime juice, I think will really help finish this off. Nice. So I'm gonna put, here's our about tablespoon of cilantro. I put that right in there. And then let me come back with a little bit of lime juice. Apologize, let me lay this down. Let's, let's slice this. I'm gonna roll that out to get those juices pushed into the center there. And cut this right in half. This is also an exciting part for when you got friends over. It sounds cool too, just to take that lime and squeeze it right in there. Get that sizzle going. Do one more lime, or one more half of a lime. Okay, now that's it. I'm gonna get this set back up here where you can kind of see everything. I'm gonna get right. their tacos up. Let me get that up just a little bit. Okay, perfect. I think I can just take this. That's pretty much it. We're going to mix this up a little bit there. You can really see how that came together. I mean, it's really beautiful. It's kind of hard to tell here, but you've got some nice brown kind of charred corn. Um, you've got your bell peppers in there. Uh, you've got some onion, and we've got our lime juice, uh, as well as our, our vinegar and a little bit of honey there for sweetness. Now, let me just get our corn tortillas set up here where we can hopefully see that. I want to get you just in a little bit closer so you can see this a little bit better. Scoot you right in. There we go. Okay, now we're just going to lay down our beans first. Get some of those legumes in there. Okay, you got that right on top. Now we're going to come in with a little bit of the greens. So I'm just going to scoot in just a little closer. I want to make sure everybody can see this okay. So I'm going to talk about it. There we go. How's that looking? That looking all right on your end? Looks, looks good. Looks good, my friend. Okay, now we're going to come in just a little bit of the greens here. So this is a little bit of spinach and kale mixture. Okay, and then just right on top of that, my spoon go. Oh, let me grab, oh, here it is. Right on top of that, we're going to add in our relish. So you can just kind of see all those beautiful colors, how those are coming together there. And then if you really want to get fancy, which I think, you know, why not? 
you can throw in a little bit of a avocado slice on top of one of these to kind of show off a little, there's a little bit more healthy fat. While I'm putting these down, I'll just kind of talk about, again, we kind of talked about the points a little bit of the Mediterranean diet. And here you're going to see we've got plenty of vegetables um, in our bell pepper and onions. We've got legumes. Whoop. Grab that. We've got legumes with our beans. We've got whole grains with our corn tortillas. Um, we're going to have all healthy fats. You know, we're all using olive oil to cook with. Our avocado is a healthy fat. Um, we don't have too much meat. In fact, in this case, we have no meat at all. We don't have too much dairy, which again, we don't have any dairy in this dish. Um, and so if I'm doing my math right, it puts us about six points. And if you were to have a cerveza at the end of the night, you could throw an additional <laughs> point and <laughs> make it a seven point rule. And you're going to be uh, uh, decreasing points for heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and uh, increasing <laughs> mortality. Uh, I love it. I love it. I love it. That looks great. That is, you know, I love it. I wish all of uh, Food Network would just follow this process. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I know. I mean, let me turn my light around here. We can see just a little bit better and I can finish off. Um, you know, really, uh, the, the beautiful thing is, is I, I would argue, I mean, this, this is a beautiful dish. Um, it's a delicious dish. And, and, it, and it isn't something where people feel like, uh, like, oh, I'm on a diet. I mean, this, I know it's called Mediterranean diet, but to me, this is the last thing from a diet. Um, in fact, mm -hmm. I, as I've personally been doing this and I've noticed with patients as well, um, we're typically bringing a lot more food into people's, uh, regular meal plans, uh, than we are mm -hmm. taking anything away. So, um, mm -hmm. I hope that was helpful. It uh, is a lot yeah. of fun making it. So. No, no. And we were able to fit that under an hour. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So, you know, it just, I guess it, it it points to you know how you've you know been doing this, and I love the I love the space. Um, I love the whole story about how you recognize the problem, you recognize that the problem was big enough, was so pervasive, so widespread. You recognize that you needed to take it upon yourself, you know, to do something about it, right? Instead of you know not you know waiting for it. You learned the skills, went to school, did the training, did the extra training, right? Did all the detours, um, and that's how we, you know, cross paths. And now you've have a beautiful setup where you introduce patients into a space where it's warm, it's accommodating, and it fits, you know, you as the person, as a professional, being the role model, and you're applying it. Right. And a lot of times, you know, I want to be able to break down the stigma, you know, where people view doctors as just someone with writing pads and just referring and, you know, the office is cold and, you know, cold and white and sterile and it's not right. very friendly. You know what I'm saying? And now we're, you know, cooking up a storm where, you know, we're, we're you know, it's almost like, you know, we are being introduced into your own home slash office yeah. <laughs> slash teaching yeah. kitchen. Absolutely. And, uh, you did a phenomenal job, you know? So, you know, I'm really, um, really happy of, you know, the position that you've created for yourself and, you know, um, you know, more patients need to, you know, uh, get back into the kitchen essentially. Sure. No, I, like I said, I, I really appreciate you, uh, you having me and all the kind words. 
Um, this has been something that's been been a lot of fun for me. And I always tell patients, if, if you're having as, half as much fun as I am, then uh, I think we're doing all right. So <laughs> but it's been great for me too um, to really be able to do this and kind of do do something that I, that I hope at least is add a lot of value uh, to, to people's life and, and sure is a fun way to practice medicine. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Um, so you know, wrapping up for people that want to, you know, look for you, search for your stuff. You know, where can they go? Um, you know, where can you send them to? Yeah, no, it's it's a great question, and and uh, you know, I I I wish I was a little bit better technology wise, but I'm pretty much uh, uh, I'm I'm kind of learning that space, getting better. But I'm currently on Facebook, uh, so you're welcome to go to Facebook and uh, find Rudimentary Health. Um, on Facebook. I also have a website, uh, rudimentaryhealth.com. And you can see it down in the um, title there below, uh, how to spell that, uh, which I, I still have to think through myself a little bit sometimes. But, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, I've done a lot um, uh, in person. I'm trying to get, you know, more where I can show people online as much as I can, because I do think it's important. And, and obviously, as you know, when I think the more we can spread the word, the better. So someday I hope to be like you, Dr. Zhu, and, you know, be able to man and man and man we're doing this as a team we're doing this as a team you know it's a it's a team approach there's so much you know people so many people we got to help um you know dr matt thank you so much you know for being here uh with us and uh you know thank you so much for taking the time out and cooking for us today and showing us you know you know food can be is and as medicine so i really appreciate that absolutely no thank thank you again so much for uh for having me um, this is a blast and something that, um, you know, I, I think everyone can, can take and use in their own lives. And, um, yeah, thanks for, thanks for doing all you're doing. <laughs> thank you very much guys. Thank you so much for watching another episode. If you like this, please like subscribe and comment. And if you felt that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know as well. And until then, please say goodbye to Dr. Matt. Awesome. <laughs> hey guys, thank you so much for watching that episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you like this, please like, follow, and subscribe. And please follow us for the latest updates for this season, season five. And if you feel that this was a benefit for someone else, please let them know. And please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, and YouTube. And thank you so much again. And we will see you on the next one. Peace.